Hello and welcome to The Walk, a podcast where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you. The mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids, from the newborn to the rebellious teenager. Our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. I am your host, Tony Smith, and in this week's episode, we are focusing on the older brother in the parable of the lost son, also known as the prodigal son. As believers, we can definitely relate to the older brother in many ways, especially if we are rule followers, people that go above and beyond to do what's right. And we have a quick eye to pick apart what is truly wrong with the world. But we have to ask ourselves, what do we do about it? For those of you that have more than one kid, you very well might have a compliant child and a strong-willed child. At first glance in the prodigal son parable, it appears that the older son is definitely more compliant. But compliance doesn't necessarily mean he has God in his heart. A lot of times we can relate the Pharisees as being compliant to God's law. So much so much so that they become legalistic. We as parents have to be careful that we don't become legalistic in our own walk with God, but also we have to be careful that we don't enforce obedience and rule following to the point where we direct our children away from God. And so our verses for this episode is Luke 15, 28 and 29, and it's the response of the older son in the parable after the younger son returns and the father is preparing a celebration. And it says, starting in verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, All these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. The first point we have to look at in these verses is how wrapped up the older brother is with himself. He says, I've been slaving for you all these years. I never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me a young goat. So I could celebrate with my friends. He really starts comparing himself to his brother, the younger one, the rebellious one. And the older brother gets treated poorly and the younger rebellious brother gets treated like royalty. That's kind of the older brother's mindset. And so I want to look at ourselves as individuals for a moment And then we will get to the parenting aspect here in a few minutes. But how often do we compare our lives to others? I mean, we think about how hard we work, how much we try to do the right thing, and it seems that we just can't catch a break. And then you see your friends or your relatives on social media living the good life. Oh, they got to go on another vacation. They got a new car or a sweet-looking boat. They get to travel for three months with all of their family. You know, we look at those people, whoever they are, and sometimes we wonder, what the heck? Don't I deserve even half of that? Don't I deserve a party for all of my hard work? We begin to grumble. 
and complain, and maybe even resentment can start to set in. Because looking at this parable, it does appear that there is some injustice here. You know, the older brother does everything right. He follows the rules. He works for his dad. He stays out of trouble. But the little brother goes off and squanders his inheritance, cuts himself off from the family completely, then comes back and is treated like a king. It does seem kind of wrong. Why doesn't the older brother get something for all his good deeds or all of his hard work? And we will definitely look at the response of the father next week, but for this episode, we're solely focusing on the older brother. And if we were to glance at the older brother from a bird's eye view, what he thinks is injustice might not be nearly as severe as he originally thinks. And what he believes is injustice might not be nearly as severe as he originally thinks. And the same goes for us. You know, when we really compare ourselves to others, seeds of bitterness can be planted in our hearts. I can complain about a lot of things in my life, especially when I'm comparing to other people. You know, I can complain about my paycheck compared to others. I can complain about my living situation comparing to others or the tools and equipment that I have or don't have, resources, you know, just about anything. But when I do that, I forget to look at what God has already given me and that what he has given me is enough. And I so relate to the older brother here because as much as I try to follow God and do his will, and I see other people living reckless lives seeming to be much better off than I am, I get upset. Like, what the heck, God? Why are you blessing these people? And here I am stuck in a rut, and it's been the same rut for years. You know, this can lead me to cut off communication with God completely. I cut off communication with other other people. I shut down, and I just get filled with bitterness. And there's a hardness of heart that occurs. And so I stop being compassionate and I become selfish. I become this guy who just seeks to do the things my way, seeks to do things my way for my own gain. And I forget about anybody else, even the people I care about the most. In the previous episode, we saw how the father responds to the younger brother by giving him the inheritance. This was the point in the story where we're not dealing with a human father, but a heavenly father. An earthly father would never agree to this proposal of giving an inheritance early, allowing our kid to just squander everything, knowing that it would lead to his destruction. This transition helps us understand a little bit about the older son as well. The first part of the older brother's response deals with his work related to the commands of his dad. And he says, I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You know, he's comparing working for his father as slavery. Now, we can use the term slaving lightly. He may have just meant working really, really hard, but maybe this term has some deeper meaning. You know, thinking about our own relationship with God, do we think that following him and pursuing him is comparable to slavery? Whether we're talking about the type of slavery that existed in Jesus's time where it was more servant-like compared to American slavery of the mid-1800s, which was a lot more inhumane. And do we consider the work God has us doing like being a slave? And his second part 
to his responses, never disobeying your orders. Perfection. Always doing the right thing. Now, if we were to look at our own lives, we can't honestly say we have lived according to God's commands perfectly. But we are quick to point out injustice, especially especially if we feel it was against us. But God provides what we need. We are in his control and we are unfathomably loved. So let's switch gears here for a second and focus on how we see this play out in our own families as parents. When you have younger children, the injustices seem so minor, like the lack of getting a particular toy or your kiddos feel like you're favoring one over the other. Though we see it as a minor situation, it can consume your child's life. It's like the biggest deal in the world. Even something like my three-year-old having to hold my hand in the parking lot while my six-year-old doesn't have to. I do that for the protection of the three-year-old because she isn't mature enough to watch where she's going and she is super clumsy. It's just how it is. But she could see it as an injustice against her because she didn't get her way. How do we as parents handle that? And maybe even more importantly... How do we behave when things don't go our way in our own home? Do we act like the hardened older son filled with bitterness and anger? Or do we behave like the younger son, reckless, careless, with no consideration for others? Our natural tendency is to go into one of those two modes. Obviously, the goal would be to respond like the father, but we will get to that next week. But like I said, we have a natural sinful tendency that we have to be aware of and then embrace the Holy Spirit to change those tendencies. It's very hard to do, especially because it isn't something you can change overnight. It takes time and patience. But once we're aware of those behaviors, we can then give them up to the Lord and begin to change them. I had mentioned before that I most definitely relate to the older son in the parable. I fall into the trap of comparison so many times, and social media makes it so much worse. It really does. And I'm planning on doing a social media detox here pretty soon. Just completely get off of it for an extended period of time and revamp. I've done I've done it in phases already. But a complete detox is what I believe is needed. But so many times I look at the people I know and think, how can they afford that? They don't deserve that. How is it fair that they can do those things? And the people I see are the people around my neighborhood, the people I see on social media, the people in my family. You know, this pretty much incorporates everybody. You know, I I feel as though I am doing everything in my power to make my life function for us to live, let alone enjoy life. 
And I think if only I could make this amount of money or had this amount of time or take this trip or get this one thing, then, then life will be better. It's such a lie. That's the deceiving part about the entire, the entire thing about comparison. That's the issue with the older brother. He falls into this prideful trap thinking he deserves something when in reality, what we really deserve is eternity away from God in a place called hell. That's what we deserve. All the good things that we do, the hard work we do, when compared to the only one worthy of comparing to, I will always come up short. But seeing what God has given me, he's blessed me with work, blessed me with a family, a home, good health, and Best of all, he's blessed me with an eternity with him. When I look at that and I think about that, then everything else just kind of washes away. When we, when we realize that about ourselves, we can pass that down to our kids. By comparing ourselves to our siblings or our friends, we can have conversations with our children about those things and about what God offers us. And it doesn't matter if you are living in poverty or the middle class or are wealthy. We all make comparisons. And we all have felt jealousy, envy, and greed. And as we become aware of our own sinful tendencies, let's begin to ask God to shift our eyes towards him. Ask him to give us wisdom and guidance to pass down his love and blessings and blessing to our kids. As we wrap up this episode, uh, we focus on the response of the father next week and how that relates to us as parents. But I encourage you to meet with God and ask him to make you aware if you behave like the younger or the older brother in the story. Maybe at times you act like both, and that's okay. But ask him to reveal it to you. Then ask him to change your heart to be more like his. That's all for today. Items, links, and show notes can be found in the description of wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to say thank you to Pixabay Music and all of you that are listening. We appreciate all of your support, and thanks again. This is The Walk.